It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Andy Lopez, and you're listening to Don't Panic, It's Organic. I have no idea what the title of this song is. Actually, I do, but I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, at the end of the show, I'll do the best I can to uh, play this part of the song for you know play the song for you. Um, no guarantees because I may have just played an entirely different song. You know, <laughs> I can't hope it. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, I have a guest on today. Her name is Sherry Herrera de Fry. Yes, yeah, a really cool, exotic name, and she's the owner of Arbico Organics. I've known her for like probably, well, I should only count this uh, lifetime uh, in the past. I think I've known her since 80, maybe I met her in 85, 86, 87. I'm going to have to ask her somewhere in there because I was giving a talk at uh, uh, <clears throat> Nitron. They were giving a organic conference and she was there talking about um, what she does. She does beneficials. So we're going to talk about Arbico Organics and what's going on with Arbico Organics these days, right? Uh, I also have, uh, well, I have lots of guests set up, okay? So lots of people are going to be coming on. Uh, I think that uh, in this month, uh, there's a, another guest coming on. Uh, by the way, if any of you guys uh, want to help me do my radio show, just I'm open to it. I've tried to get Sam here, but you know how kids are. Anyway, there's a lady here. She's uh, going to be on, and she does. I told you about bio, 
Biomead. 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 Oh, dear. I got the... Where is it? I don't know. Let's see. What is that again? It's called... Um, uh, don't laugh. Sam is laughing. <laughs> You're not supposed to say something, Sam. Hey, Andy. Yeah, this is Sam. Okay, so I'm trying to get Sam into the business. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, because he's really cool. He's one of the smartest uh, humans on the planet. It's just got to get him to uh, reveal himself. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's a, the biome. Biome. It's about, as I talk, we have a show called The Body in the Garden. Uh, and it's about the human body in relationship to the garden. And so she's going to be talking about the stomach. So she's coming on, I think it's uh, maybe next week or the week after. <laughs> or not. I, 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 didn't re I didn't really pull up that one particular file that I had here uh, on her as to what day she was coming on here. There's also another person coming be coming on and giving a talk. His name is Mike Garcia. Really cool guy. Uh, I'll tell you all, all about him in a little bit. He does sustainability events. Okay, so and then we, you know, I have more people that I still have to contact in terms of because uh, the holidays I couldn't do anything. So there's lots of different people and lots of different or. Uh, organic companies that I, I'm going to uh, pull their finger and make them come and come on my show. We all we all go way back, and so the uh, the Nitron folks that you don't know it, but you're going to be on my show. The Arbico folks you don't know it, but you're going to be on my show, on my show. Um, even my favorite RNCKO folks, yeah, you're listening. I hear you. I see you over there. You're going to be on my show, and then uh, we have a. a the folks with the, uh, it's called remineralization.org. They don't know it, but they're going to be on my show. It's, it's all about rock dust. We talk about, they, they promote rock dust remineralization. Uh, so there's, uh, uh, there's lots of stuff going on this year. Uh, my new book is coming out uh, soon. Uh, it's completely redone. And I had it printed. As I said before, I printed it. And I decided, hold the press. And so I am. Um, um, doing it again uh, right now. I, I finally got my daughter to do the artwork. So right now I'm in the process of, um, I keep saying finishing it. We're at version 115. Okay. So I keep saying finishing. So I, my friend Sam here had suggested I do a separate page for the beginning of each title of each chapter. So I went through that and changed it. That was really cool. That also gives me a page right there for Cindy's to do her artwork. So she's going to do like this 24 chapters. So I'm going to get 24 different fairies on each chapter. So I'm sending it to her to do the artwork. I hope to be done by the end of February. Come March, we'll have our front. What I'm going to do is have two versions. One's going to be a special uh, edition. That's going to be in color. So that way her artwork would be in color. It would be totally amazing. I think I do like maybe 100 books. That's going to be a special limited edition. So I'll get her to sign it. I have no idea the cost, but I'm shooting. I'm thinking $100. Believe it or not, once you see the artwork and it's signed by her, uh, forget the book, right? <laughs> and, the, and then the, the regular version would be, of course, in, well, the, the PDF version would be in color, so you'll get that too, you know, that'd be really great. But the print version is going to be in black and white because it's too expensive to print it in color. That'll be coming out uh, early spring, so it'll be March, April, uh, but members can get it right away. You can also buy it right away in PDF version. Right now you can go up and buy it. Version 114. I'm still version at uh, version 115. I'm working on it. as soon as it's done. It'll get up there. Uh, it's called Don't Panic. It's organic. 
and um, I, my neighbors are now stirring. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's see. Uh, the, so the podcast, uh, if you're listening to a podcast, everything's cool. Because I can't say to help you to get the podcast. If you're listening to it, it means you already got it. So never mind. I know that lots of people are not getting the podcast or are getting a variety of different podcasts. Because I remember I have one person called me up. So I'm getting four different shows. What's going on? I said, well, you signed up for all of them, dear. <laughs> so you only need to sign up for one of them. As a member, you sign up for one podcast and you get them all in that podcast. If you happen to be getting the Don't Panic, It's Organic free podcast and you join, then you have to unsubscribe from the Don't Panic, It's Organic podcast because you're also going to get it for free. In the Gardener's podcast, anything with the inner gardening music, the audiobooks show. So if you're subscribed to any one of those and you're paying for it, as soon as you become a member, I cancel that so you don't have to pay for it anymore. And but I can't cancel the uh, you know the subscriptions. You have to, so if you get two shows, one from the members and one from the everything else. Just cancel the other one. You don't need it, right? Okay, and that, that basically explains how the podcast system works because I have about five radio shows. What's called What's in Your Garden? The other one's audio book, right? I have one that's uh, basically a member's podcast, and then I have the Don't Panic, It's Organic one, which is basically the longest podcast. And don't forget, I have inner gardening music. That's a separate podcast. Get it? Okay. Um, so the radio show is going to be changing. Uh, I haven't told the engineer anything. Oh, his ears are perking up. So it's going to be really different. Uh, I decided it's just not going to be a gardening show anymore. I'm, done, I'm tired of just doing straight gardening shows, okay? So some days it's going to be gardening. Other days I'm going to be doing music. Other days I'm going to be uh, maybe, uh, I haven't decided yet, but I'll probably be uh, explaining different things, <laughs> okay? Um, that's one way to put it. Uh, and i also be open to uh, talking to people. And see, and, and explaining to them what's going on with me. Like I would, I'd be doing a show on a environment. It's called Environmental Alert. So we would talk about what's going on with global change and all that stuff, right? Uh, so all kinds of stuff are happening. Uh, I think uh, one of the things I'm going to do in order to be able to give you the best quality music, rather than do it this way, I'm actually going to take the show and upload it to the to the system there for Mr. Engineer to then show to then to prepare to play. Okay, then there are going to be shows where I'm going to be doing live. What I'm thinking of doing is creating a song live. Uh, and, uh, you know, if I had input from people, that would be cool because I can, a person can say, okay, choose that one or not choose this one. So part of the, of the way the song should really happen is that people should get involved as I, I, you know, change this and make that. So I'm open to that, right? So I'm going to do a live uh, show where, or it's a dead show, a live show where I'm going to create a song and tell you about it, and then I'll put some healing tones to it and tell you about the healing tones when I do the music. Uh, like this particular one here, let's just finish playing, it's called Thank You Song. I think somebody's gonna be on talking, I can hear the breathing. No? Breathing? Is that you, uh, Sam? You're breathing into the thing, aren't you? No. He's breathing all over it. Uh, so I'll, talk, I'll explain what this, the, the point is in doing the song. Uh, there's, you know, every time I do a song, it all has a, a tone that I play it to. <laughs> yeah.
Don't worry, everything's fine over here. That song is called Show Me. It has about four different tones in it. One of them is a singing bowl. So the singing bowl, you know what they are, they all, and they all have different tones to them. So this this is mainly music for the garden. <laughs> and what it does, it works on the, all the different, whether it be insects, uh, birds, trees, flowers, uh, all the energy in the garden. And the music that I've been writing lately are basically uh, holograph, three-dimensional holograph, holographic generators. So if you can envision that, basically, if you listen to the music and the music is going out through the speakers, it's surrounding you. If it's going out through your headphone, it's surrounding your body because it generates a three-dimensional hologram. And I'll explain that to you someday, some someday soon, right? So uh, <clears throat> I should be getting uh, uh, my Mr. Engineer is going to be calling Cherie up soon. Oh, she's on line one. Hello, Cherie. Hi, Andy. How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely almost amazing, probably wonderful, maybe amazing, wonderful. How about you? If it gets you? any better, it, it'll be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> did you get to hear any of my, my, new, my song I just did? A little bit. Yeah, I heard a little bit. Yeah, I've been doing music lately for some strange reason. You know, it's just sort of, I've been calling it, lately I've been calling it fairy music. <laughs> I'm losing I like it. it. I, t I do too. I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great. You know, how's your how's uh, Miss how's, what's your husband's name again? Rick, Rick the Bugman. Rick, Rick, how's Rick doing? Rick's doing great. In fact, is he there? He's at the insectary right now. Oh, okay. Um, being the genius that he always is, and working yeah. with the insects, and uh, you are you are correct though. All of life responds to music, plants, and, and even insects. And, and we play music in the insectary where we rear the insects. And Oh, you do? Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. What, what do you play to them? Well, you know, I think they love jazz. Uh, jazz sometimes is nice. they play classical music, and, and yeah. sometimes they play rock music. So, love music? Uh, rock music, even. Oh, rock music. <laughs> you don't play to any Latino music? Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of the jazz. Absolutely, baby. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, that's the way to do it, right? Make everybody happy. They're growing and the plants are happy and the people are happy. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? That's right. Happy people, happy plants, happy insects. You know, every when, when <laughs> organisms are happy, they're productive. Yeah, that's and right. They, Same thing with they humans, right? They're part of their community and, and uh, they like to, to, uh, to have fun and, and be alive. Hey, listen, how long have you been doing Arbicle? Longer than I have, right? I've been doing my business. or did, When did you start yours? What year? We, incorpor we incorporated in 1979. Uh -huh. uh, about a year before that, we started dabbling in the insects. 
and incorporated as a seed ag corp in 1979, which, if my math is correct, I think we're on our 38th year of being when, in business. What year did and I meet you at uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas? That was the year I actually you to marry me, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what year was yeah. that? Do you remember? Oh, my goodness. I think it was probably, I want to say, early 80s. Do you think, think so? Because like I, came, yeah, I, got, I, came, uh, I came to Malibu in 84. So uh, that was before, maybe it could have been in the 84 or 85, something like that, maybe, because I think it was right then when I, I went to Fayetteville. I'm not sure. Well, we sure had a great time. You know, we were <laughs> pioneers and crusaders of the organic movement. Uh, certainly, Andy, you uh, being one of the keynote speakers for that amazing uh, event. I mean, it was so, so were you. I know all of us were. It was it was an amazing group of people who still are out campaigning and crusading and blazing the way for healthy growing, for sane growing, for organic growing for growing with love and okay. uh, it's an amazing thing how hey. much of a shift it took a lot of us to do it but we made the shift hey. and look at today hey guess what i have a friend here i'd like to introduce you to hey sam say hi to sheree hello say hi sit up and say hi hello sheree hi sam how are you doing <laughs> Don't worry, I'm keeping a close eye on Andy. You have nothing to worry about. He's my apprentice. Oh, good. So That's great. He's my saucer apprentice. You should see the stuff he does when I'm gone. <laughs> you see that big fire was over here? That was him. He was just whippity doo da doo doo doo. He just throws stuff all over the place, magic everywhere. I got to control the kid. <laughs> Listen, when well, you. I remember... you're, the in, you're the invisible <laughs> gardener because it's all about the magic of, of gardening. It, it certainly, it certainly is. I, re, I re, recently, just a couple of days ago, you might love this. It's called Fairy Woodland. Hmm. It's an actual place in in Oregon called Fairy Woodland. And these people make That's, these really beautiful little fairy houses that they, you know, they sell. But they, the way they construct it and their philosophy is really very refreshing in this day of war and anger and you know. <laughs> are you there <laughs> i sure am and you know those uh those little those little creations that they make are are amazing they're so intricate and there's something yeah. so beautiful when people uh put them in their gardens uh i was looking at their portfolio while you when you mentioned them because i have actually we have several master gardeners that work at arbico organics and they make these and they give them to the, they create what they call fairy gardens for their grandchildren. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, right. I know. Right. <laughs> right. Fairies are, are an important part of every garden, don't you think, Andy? <laughs> uh, uh, for me it's if if there isn't any other other kind of uh, uh if there if I'm the only being in the garden, it's not a good thing. <laughs> not not a good thing. If I'm the only being with any consciousness in the garden, I go uh, start backing out really fast and start running because it's 
not normal. You got to have a, it's a mixture of all types of beings from the little insects to the different energy beings, all types of beings. That's how I got the name Invisible Gardener. And you think about it, you know, it's really not me. I'm just, I'm just here to, to help, you know, a guardian, so to speak, of the, of the place and promote living things rather than go around trying to kill things. You see what I mean? You know, that, that's one reason why I like, I, I love what you were doing because we were talking about biological controls, not, not let's and that whole meeting was really about you know it was an organic seminar. It was about how do how do we grow the best food we can without really killing everything inside and polluting and using chemicals. That was back in the eighties, and you know they were doing that for a long time too. And, and you know we lots have been going on now in terms of getting people to understand, but at another level we're going backwards in a, in a lot of other different ways. So can you explain a little bit about biological controls? I got 10 questions here. I'm going to go through these 10 questions. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. You know, biological control is something that's been going on from the beginning of time. And and when we talk about biological control in in the insect world, we're we're basically talking about two types of control. One that's called classical control and another one that's called augmentative. What that means is that is in a classical situation, uh, a pest insect, which always outbreeds the beneficial many times over, comes in contact with uh, its host or its foe, if you will. And, and basically what happens, and for example, an aphid, you know, aphids are very common pest insects. And one of their predators, of course, is our lovely poster child for all of biological control, which is the ladybird beetle, the good old-fashioned ladybugs. And they come in naturally. And, and then they, once they've fed, they get back up in the airstream, and they go, back, they go out until they find the next food source and the next food source. Eventually, they eat so much that they go up to the mountains, and they hibernate there for a while. And then the cycle starts itself all over again. So that's classical biological control. Now, when we talk about augmentative, that's where we are actually making deliberate releases of insects and beneficial mites or organisms like beneficial nematodes on a regular basis throughout the duration of the pest infestation. And so if you were a gardener, and you were growing tomatoes, let's say, and all of a sudden you came up with an aphid infestation, you could actually order ladybugs or green lacewings or aphid predators or parasites, and you could release them on, a, on about a, every one to two week basis until the pest was gone. And so that's called augmentative biological control. And many gardeners, and of course many growers, uh, specifically organic growers, but, but not all organic because even some conventional guys use beneficial insects, beneficial mites, and other uh, parasitic uh, beneficials, as I mentioned before, such as the beneficial nematodes. So that's what biological control is. It's part of what we call an integrated pest management program. And what we, right. what we recommend is that you, there are different parts of, of the whole system which I call an ecosystemic approach, so that you use traps to monitor. So you see what's coming into your garden. Once you see that you have a pest, then you can take action, biological controls, and then if necessary, you can support 
of the pest infestation further by applying organic natural pesticides, some of the things that you talk about in your amazing book, uh, Andy. And, uh, and then we look at fertility programs. How do you treat the cause, not just how to mask the symptoms? I was so waiting for you to say that. It's exciting thing. And, uh, you know, when we first started growing insects, rearing insects, people thought we were crazy. But here we are so still doing it talk, after all these years. Talk a little bit about the cause, how we treat the cause. I, I'm hoping you, I know you long enough that I'm waiting for you to say the right thing, okay? Go ahead. What's that, Andy? Talk about the cause. Well, the cause. That's a. It's a, the cause is, is always the the most important part for, for someone like myself and for you too. You know, one like people are very much like plants, and when our immune systems are low, uh, when when we are not taking proper care of ourselves, and we're not eating properly, not drinking enough water, having too many too much stinking thinking, not getting enough sleep, our too systems much partying. Are down, right, and not eating well. Uh, that is what causes us to get sick. And the same thing for plants. Plants need a good organic food source. They also need enzymes. They need um, they need healthy probiotics. The same things that we need, plants need. So for us, we we always need good organic food. We're going to need good water. We're also going to need probiotics, minerals trace elements, all the same things, believe it or not, that plants need. And so uh, if we, what we do know is that a healthy plant with a high bricks, and we can talk a little bit about what bricks is, if you haven't already discussed it, which it basically means sugar. And what we're talking about is a plant that has a high sugar level, an insect will not suck to or perforate that plant because they can't expel gases. And so, ever noticed how some insects are devouring one plant, but they're not bothering another plant? Well, that's because that plant has a high enough brick sugar content, and they're just not going to suck to or perforate that plant. So, it's, it's, it's really not a mystery. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing that pertains to us and to all living things. So, uh, what we want to Sherry, do is treat the cause. Sherry, words, is your phone breaking up, up or is it just me? Because your phone seems to be breaking up. Are you? Am I, Mr. Am Engineer, I is she coming in clear? Because she's breaking up to me a, a lot. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> okay, go on. So, if we're talking about the cause, then for plants, you know, we, all of us should be composting. You know, we all have leftovers. And we should be composting. That compost is really important, a very important part to planting as a whole. And it's a great way to recycle uh, the waste that we have. And so that's something that's very important to inoculate the soil with that the, your plants are growing in. Well, you uh, said the magic I word. I was waiting for it. What's that? You said the magic word. The magic word? <laughs> uh, soil. There's so many magic, magic words. Soil. Say that, say that again, Andy. Soil. Soil. Absolutely. We don't want to treat our soil like dirt, for heaven's sake. Soil is no, the, the soul. The um, magic word um, is soil. You have to have good living soil in order for any of these things to work. So here in Malibu, for example, people are having a real big problem because they have no soil. When's the last time I said... 
So this lady, when's the last time you brought any soil in here? Because you're just sitting on top of rock and subsurface stuff. There's no topsoil. You're watering a lot. Then you're wondering why your trees and you're getting diseases and plants and pests. You can't have a tree, for example, without soil. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> right? Gotta right? have it. That's right. right, and that's the cause right there. You know, we have what we call the healthy soil recipe. And I know. that is um, mycorrhizae. We add mycorrhizae. We add probiotics. We add enzymes. And a really, really good balanced organic fertilizer. And, yep. you know, especially when you have pest issues, that's you can spray it fully. Or, of course, at when you're just planting, that's the best way to guarantee the most delicious produce, the most beautiful flowers, the most gorgeous ornamentals uh, that are pest-free. And when we talk about pests, we're not just talking about insect pests. We're talking about disease pests, weed pests, and in the soil, pest nematodes. So it's all those pests. Right. You you have a really cool way of helping people deal with horseflies. Did you ever get that email? Because this lady emailed me from England. She said that uh, her horse was getting all these horseflies, but she was getting really sick of using neem oil on her all the time, you know. It wasn't good for the horse. She wanted to, to know what what to do. And I referred her to you in, sen- in a sense that one of the things she should get was the beneficial nematode specifically that gets rid of the, of the flies, right? Right. Right. And so I also told her about uh, garden, the difference between... Uh, Pool grade, garden grade, and food grade diatomaceous earth, because the animals can be fed uh, food grade diatomaceous earth, which will also help with the flies as well. Right. And well, the main insect that we actually rear here in Tucson is something called a fly parasite. We call them fly eliminators, and they're little tiny insects. They look like yeah. about the size of a gnat, and they occur naturally throughout the world. And what they do is they actually parasitize the pupil stage of flies. And yeah. so it, they prevent the fly from ever actually developing into a, into a pesty uh, adult fly. And the way these little guys work is they hatch, they, the male and female have a little romance, and then the male dies and the female finds the fly pupa, which is in the ground. Uh, where the horses and other animals have, have manured and urinated, and if there's any other organic decomposing material. And so they go into the ground and they find that pupa. The female lays her little eggs inside of that pupa, and as those eggs develop into larvae within that fly pupa, they feed on the developing fetal fly, and that's how the fly is killed, and that's what's called biological fly control. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's... <laughs> Amazing. That's all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, what's uh, uh, one of the questions that I think is really cool to ask is about how how uh, climate change is affecting the prevalence of more pests around. I mean, I I know, but I think it's really cool you can talk about it a little bit because you're 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 probably having to ship more and more bugs out than ever before now, right? You're right, and it's, you know we I mean we sometimes joke about it, but it, I mean in many ways it's not funny. We say, well, this is more business for us. <laughs> On the other hand, uh, it is it is very serious because uh, when you think about things like mosquitoes, we just focused on mosquitoes. Yeah, I mean, uh, they vector quite a few diseases that are uh, harmful and can kill humans and other animals. And uh, so, what we're noticing is that they are they are available for longer periods of time. I'll give you an example. I was in 
uh, I was an hour outside of New York City in New Jersey visiting a best friend of mine uh, the, the end of October. Normally, you know, when I've been out there visiting her during that time, there's snow on the ground, it's freezing, you're wearing heavy, heavy coats. And as I, as I arrived there, it was in the high 70s, and I went outside. She always shows me her garden. She's got a beautiful garden. She's a master gardener. And I went out into the backyard, and I mean, I got just destroyed by mosquitoes. And I couldn't believe it. I, I called my office, and I said, we need to be uh, selling, you know, we need to make a sale on mosquito control mosquito yeah. control because northeast is is plagued with mosquitoes and yeah. uh, so we're seeing we're seeing this with all pests that with the with the change in climate where it's warmer and warmer for longer periods of time uh, we're going to have a lot more pest infestations of all types right and it doesn't help that we as humans have really damaged the natural ecological barriers and boundaries that normally used to be there so now not only do these creatures find themselves in places they've never been before, but there's nothing there to really stop them, uh, biologically speaking, either, because everything's pretty much dying. Well, that's the other issue, because it, you, when you have reptiles and other, you know, birds and fish, and in particular bats, which are indicator species, that are notorious for eating millions of mosquitoes, uh, and they're just not as prevalent, it, 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 add, it compounds to the issue. It's not, it's not just the weather change, but it's everything else. You know, we've, we've done a really good job of, of destroying so many ecosystems. And, that's you know, putting I mean, it mildly. You know, we have to, we really have to do something. We have to uh, take action, each and every one of us, to be responsible. We, we, it's not going to work. The government is uh, not going to... Say okay, you know we've we've got the solution. It's, it's not like I have an idea. Too late. I have an idea. So we all What's should get idea? into this. We all should get into this giant spaceship and just leave the Earth. <laughs> and it'll come back. Give it about a few thousand years. It'll everything will come back. Climate change will say, oh, never mind. It'll it'll calm down. Uh, everything is starting to die. Will slowly start to come back. The Earth will slowly clean itself up. And go, boy, that was close. And then we. We should go to whatever other planet we decide to destroy. Because that's what that guy that that's famous scientist is saying. He says, we're destined to destroy planets and move on to other planets. I, I mean, if you look at it, that's exactly the only real way to do it is to get rid of the people. Because the people, the humans are the ones that are doing the damage to them. And they're killing themselves too. And it's not... And it's, not, it's one thing if we just took our stuff, right? We just died. But we're taking bringing everything down with us too. And it's... I don't know what else to do about it other than it's just, you know, I said, I'm building this giant spaceship and we're going to have to, I say, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, mommy. <laughs> well, that's you the reason, it, it, it's, you know, I mean, it's, at this point, it's not really an option for our survival. No. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think that if we're going to want to continue to survive and we'd like to see the survival of other animals, uh, plants, all of life on this precious planet that we live on that we're going to have to uh, make some decisions about you know what we can and cannot live with um, that's you know we're we're pretty spoiled especially the people that live in this country and you know we just don't really have enough resources to go around so it makes sense that recycle reuse 
look at alternative methods of energy, all those things uh, every day. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I can't look out for anybody else but myself, which means that the, at the end of the day here in Arizona, we're, we're not required to recycle anything. You know, you either just do it or you don't. And, you know, I'm doing it. Um, I am uh, composting. We compost everything at the insectary, all of the media that the insects are fed. You know, I mean, we do our best to be an eco-friendly company. But, you know, no one's forcing us to. It's just it's just what we feel in our hearts. So our listen, my, is my voice any better now? What's that? Is, am I oh. sounding any better now? A little bit, yeah. I could, could barely hear you. <laughs> better, better now, because the engineer is supposed to tell me it was too low. But is it too low now? I can hear you better. Yes, better, wonderful. Okay, because the volume is like full out. I'm going, holy cow. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> Good. Well, listen. Uh, so uh, there's, there's, you know, like we all know that climate change is causing the problem in a lot of different ways. You know, in terms of pest spreadings and diseases spreading, uh, the mosquito problem is going on. You know, to me, it, it's it has a lot to do with a test of us because the healthier we are, the we'll survive. Those who are not healthier are going to immediately catch one thing or something else, you know. But uh, what is it, you know, what what is it in your opinion, you know, other than recycling, because recycling is one of the things we can do, but what should, how people... My, I'm trying to help people help people to understand their trees more, to understand their property a little bit better, to understand watering. Uh, and so, pick something out that's the most one. Of the, if you have one thing to tell people, what they can do uh, to help, basically, slowly but surely, start to change things. I don't know. Voting doesn't see voting is uh, one of the obvious ones because you know how that affects us too. But you know what I'm saying? I would say. But the, for me, if uh, everybody should be growing something, whether it's there you go. some herbs or having your own garden, there's nothing more satisfying than the independence that you feel uh, when you grow your own food and you've harvested it. And, and there's nothing like getting your hands in that dirt and being uh, at one with, the, with all of that universe of microorganism life that lives in the soil. There's nothing more exciting than to bring your family together in the garden and to, to pick something from the garden and take it right into your kitchen and and eat it there's That's nothing something more I've always exciting said. Than, I've always said than, that than seed saving you know I mean it's something that you plant and you save the seeds and you regenerate it and that it's part of what is, is what is natural to us and so many of us have sort of given it away you know we lost we, lo- we lost the knowledge of how to grow. Just like people brush their teeth every day, everybody in the in you know in my grandmother's era and your grandmother's era, everybody grew. They all had a garden, and you know there's nothing more fun, and that's something that I think everybody should do because when you're there, and you you commune with all of that life, and you get to see the start to the finish, and sometimes the finish you know isn't successful, but generally it is. Uh, because part of gardening is you're going to lose something every now and then, and it's always an experiment. Uh, yet that, to me, there's nothing more satisfying for anybody than to grow their own food. Especially if they're growing it organically, they're growing without polluting or hurting the environment. That's the way to go. Without a doubt. I mean, 
many people don't even know what a Brussels sprout looks like when it's being grown. They have no idea. They just see these little round baby cabbages in the grocery store, and they have no idea, you know, right, once I know. if they right, saw I, it growing. I, I, I was teaching a class to kids, and the first thing that I say, well, they have to do a garden. They have to start learning how to grow. And it's so it's so sad because, you know, they I give them the seeds. Uh, they stick it in the ground. The next uh, week I come back. Where is the garden? Where, why aren't they growing? What's happening? Uh, next time I come back, they have pulled them up out of the ground and say, you know, we wanted to take a look and see what's going on with these. Uh, <laughs> and I said, you can't take them out of the ground and put them back in again. And they have no idea. They have no idea about growing and patience and letting things grow and why they why things grow, you know. And, and to them, it's like very strange carrots and onions. And then you talk about compost and <laughs> it's like, holy cow. And, uh, you know, uh, I always grew up with it. As a kid, I grew up with it in, in Puerto Rico and Cuba. Everybody was out there gardening, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we have two gardens, actually. Uh, I have one that's right, right, uh, actually stuck on the side of my house. It's sort of a little, it's just, uh, here in Arizona, you really have to screen in everything because the birds will get things and the rabbits and the, you know, the pack rats. And, you know, so you're, you do, you're sort of under siege unless you're living in the inner city, uh, you know, with backyards and that kind of thing. But we live on the property where we actually rear the insects. So we're on 10 and a half acres in the desert. And so everybody wants to have at it. So yeah. uh, we have a, a lovely little garden, though, you know, with just right now with cherry tomatoes and peppers and all sorts of greens. Oh, I would say we probably have, um, you know, three kinds of cabbages, collards. Um, you know, we've got every kind of lettuce you can imagine. And then we have a much bigger garden that we share with all of our employees. And Nice. Um, there we have about uh, 10 varieties of lettuce and 10 varieties of cabbages and, uh, you know, kohlrabis and broccolis. And, uh, are you doing uh, raised beds or are, you, are they in the ground, like in, in a field or actually, something? Actually, we, we have raised beds. And, of course, we use our compost from the insects, uh, from, the, from the media of the insects. That's the food that we actually feed the flies. Uh-huh. Um, and then it, and then all of that is compost. So we have you know huge uh, piles of compost. And and cool. of course it used to be our trash, but we we learned that it is very very amazing stuff. And so people all over all over the United States actually buy it. Many people buy our compost to inoculate theirs because it's cool. so nice. huge with probiotics. And so uh, it's it's probably the best stuff you'll ever want to use. Is oh, it shippable? Is it one of those things you can ship through the mail? What's that? Is it one of those things you can ship through the mail? Oh yeah, you um, you can. Once the, it, it would really be, it's always cheaper to go UPS or FedEx uh, after about uh, a pound. It gets it gets too expensive. I uh, no, I'm sorry. At five pounds, we, we go FedEx and UPS. But it's cool. You know, it's I have well a friend who um, makes compost. Starting. And one of the things I've told him is, is look, you have to look for people who have special inoculation, inoculation methods and things that they use. You want to start get some of their stuff to inoculate your compost with it. So I, I'm going to give him a gift of your uh, five pounds of your stuff for his compost making process in the hopes that he can then inoculate that and make that grow even further. So you're, 
your uh, your uh, Arizona Arizona folks will then be living in California. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> really yeah, good. I love it. Uh, yeah, listen absolutely. to us. So uh, you you also sell Nitron A35. You still do, right? Absolutely. Cool, cool. Yeah. I, that that's, is, one well, my... that's part of the healthy soil uh, recipe. That's what we call the, the enzyme. And yeah. so we, we, yeah, we have a new product that's amazing probiotic. It's our own product called Vigoganic. Uh, and then we have the Nitron A35. And then we have a variety of balanced fertilizers, depending on what it is that you're growing. And, uh, and then we have mycorrhizae. And that's really the package for starting up because you've got Wait, all the components that you need. You have there. something new and you didn't tell me about it? <laughs> we just we just finished the label. Just finished it. So tell me that about that again. New. What's it called? Vivoganic. Vivoganic. B-I-V-O-G-A-N-I-C. E-I-V-O organic? Vivoganic. Yeah, one word. Vivoganic. <laughs> Is that E-I-V-O? Like Vivo as in life. Vivo, oh, Vivo, cool. Vivo, V-I-V-O. Cool. Yes, and then Ganic, yes. And what's in it? Our proprietary blend of microorganisms. So you won't tell us, so, huh? Oh, I could probably tell you, but, uh, you know, I mean... So it's got a nice blend of microorganisms. So that's what it oh. essentially is. It's a microorganisms uh, soup, you might say. You, you get all the good it, guys, right? It is like a soup. That's a very good way to... Uh, to say uh, what what's in it. Uh, hold on a second. I'm looking up the ingredients, and I'll tell you in a second. Um, so I could take oh. some of that, put it in, if I was making compost, put it in my compost blend, and you would have more of them, right? Absolutely. That's the idea That's... is, you know, I mean, it, it, here's the thing. With, uh, when you think about, think of, picture your, picture of an apartment building. And you take off a wall, and you're looking at the apartment building, and what you're seeing in one apartment building, you're two of them actually, one side by side, two side by side rather. And so think about uh, what, if you, on one where you don't have a whole lot of microorganisms or maybe tenants, you don't, you see that, you know, maybe there's one apartment filled on the first floor, maybe there are two on the second floor, maybe one on the third, but in the other building, Next door, every apartment is full, and that's the idea yep. with with uh, probiotics and microorganisms. Yeah. You want to make sure you've got a good stock of uh, of everything. So and that, it's uh, you know, interesting you should say it that way uh, because one of the um, analogies to that is what what a farmer does when he roller tills the soil, he destroys all those apartments. That's right. Yeah, we, we're not <laughs> right. We shouldn't, yeah, we really shouldn't be doing that. That's an old-fashioned, you know, people go in and they dig everything up, and it's it's not a, uh, it's, it's not a good thing. Uh, for not a good thing. You like destroy that. what's there. We've taken a long time to build up. The whole idea is to and work with those those apartment dwellers because they each have a task that they, they have to do in, in exchange for, uh, you know, being able to provide the trees and the plants with the food that they need. Because that's, if they're not working, the plants, the trees are not going to get what they need. They're going to start having mineral deficiency. The bricks level is going to drop. And bugs and diseases, that's their job. Alarm will go off. 
right? And they they have to t- right. de- deal with it. That's right? right. Exactly. <coughs> no, it's a it's a, something that you know we we love when people do not chill, uh, it, because then you're you're just building and building and building on top. And you know when you think about growing, it's much like a lasagna. <laughs> Why? Why is it you're, like a lasagna? It's like a lasagna because the soil is it's layered uh, with different layers of of optimal uh, in yeah. growing media, if you will. I never and thought so, of it as a, like a lasagna. <laughs> I th- I thought of it like a skin because the top soil is really the skin of the earth. That's layered. That that's that's a good way to look at it as well. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Yeah, you damage so, your skin, you're in trouble, right? Yep, 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 yep. You're you're in big right? trouble. <laughs> you get right. scarred. <laughs> uh, but but listen. Um, so let's see. I think we. I uh, you have a. Uh, what are your growing tips? Did we cover that? I don't think we've we've covered uh, growing tips. Certainly, my tips would be. Uh, as much as possible, do not chill. Since we're yeah, talking cool. about that, yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, yeah. there there are many benefits to not. First of all, you know, you can be the lazy gardener. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Um, no. When we when we have a, a balance in the soil, you're going to see minimal weeds. Every time yeah. we go in and and hurt the skin, if you will, uh, that causes weeds to come back because the purpose of a yeah. weed is to protect the uh, the the soil. Yeah. The topsoil. And so yeah. they have profound root systems uh, that go deep into the soil and bring up minerals. And yeah, that's elements, their job. And, they have, and many of them have broad leaves to keep, so yeah. that they can keep that important topsoil there. Yeah. And so every time it gets hurt, you see weeds because they're doing their job. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, you know, when, once you have that balance restored, you're not going to see anywhere near the amount of weeds that you used to see. And you won't no. have that competition from weeds for nutrition from the soil. So it's always important. Uh, do not disrupt your your soil. You add to it like a lasagna. You I, like, I, I don't know if I can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to the lasagna uh, theory. I, 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 I haven't had, well, I, I, don't eat, I don't eat lasagna anymore because it's probably not gluten-free. But uh, I, I'm thinking lasagna. I might have to think of something. I like to skin, so I'm just going to say skin. But lasagna is good. Yeah, you can't. You can't well, just. You're, but you're, you're building. You're building one layer after another layer after yep. another layer, and yep. uh, you know it, it. In many ways, I think of it how Rome was built. You know, yeah. a layer after layer after layer after layer of civilization, and and the more we can, uh, in, in, not to be miners. You know, miners of the soil. We want to be protectors of the soil, and so you you want to be adding to it, and at, so that and actually, uh, depending on how you start and how big you're growing, you can use cover crops for as a, as green manures. You can those are things that you plant, uh, and and you can mow and allow to to rot, if you will, break down, uh, and then you can add microorganisms to that and fertility products and. You know, you're building. Everybody has a different soil. So the most important thing also when we do talk about soils, a, a soil test kit is very inexpensive. And uh, if you're living in a place where you know the soil is very acidic or it's very uh, alkaline, uh, you you know, you may want to test the soil so you can be sure you can create more of a balance. 
Uh, I would test the soil really once a year, every other year at least. You yeah, know, so you have some, exactly. some idea what you're a doing. Good, uh, a good water source and being mindful of how you water. You that's know, a big part right there, being mindful of how you water, because everything needs water, but you have to learn to write, how to give them the right amount of water. You know, did you ever read the right. book, The Lazy Man's Guide to Gardening? No, I think I wrote it. <laughs> I didn't. I probably should <laughs> well, read it. <laughs> she was talking the same thing about layering, but basically she says, you put the water down, then you layer everything. She says, on a regular basis, you layer between whether it be leaves or compost, just layer. And all the, with the water below ground, you don't lose any of that water overhead. You use a little water for cleaning and stuff like that. But major, mainly, and we just the right amount of water, everything... Like, for example, trees, people say, a friend of mine is saying, trees don't need water. Well, they do need water. They just need the right amount of water. Absolutely. They certainly do. So other tips, of course, with water, being mindful of watering. Uh, I, I think you should feed your plants depending on what it is that you're growing. Uh, yeah. citrus, is, citrus is fed differently than yeah. uh, tomatoes and yeah. uh, so there you know but these are things little tips that you pick up along the way once you learn it it's it's done nothing about gardening is hard it's no it is it's one of the easiest things to do um it's so yeah and and also of course doing it without the use of synthetics that are toxic uh to us and to all of the planet and so using products that are natural um, and just make sense for for all of nature. So important, and cool. well, this, uh, and uh, having fun, just having fun, yeah. experimenting. So, and, how many years know, has it been since I've known you? Is like, is, are we going on like forty years of, without telling almost. anybody? Is it that close? <laughs> We're getting close. <laughs> that's We're that's close, close, right? It's I'm going to be on t uh, your show tomorrow. Tell folks a little you bit are. about your show. We're going to have fun tomorrow. And for those of you who are listening, uh, it airs on GCN Live, gcnlive.com, uh, and um, and wherever you you may receive it on locally, depending on where you're living in the U.S. So um, what's the name of it? It's Easy Gardener, right? Is it Easy, easy Gardener? Easy Organic Gardener. Easy there you go. Gardener. And if you want to okay. go to our website, arbico-organics.com, A-R-B. C-O-Organics with an S dot com. Is hyphen uh, that little line in the mid in the middle, right? The it's a little the dash. Yeah, it's a dash. Arbico spelled. Arbico stands for Arizona Biological Control. Cool. And, uh, that's Great. the first name that we gave ourselves, which is because we rear insects. And Great. We're the only. I have to get a hold of your Vivo. What's that? I have to get a hold oh. of some Vivo. Oh, I'll I'll send you some. I'll get you some. <laughs> yeah, I need I need some vivo. I want some vivo because that's the first thing I want to do is start inoculating whatever compost I get my little hands on. Right? Couldn't I just use that right in the ground? Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's a very important tool. Because if it can inoculate it, see, I have we have tree vents. You know, a basic way mm -hmm. to try to inoculate the soil. I want to get the most vibrant stuff I can get down in there and help it to grow in there. And I know it would help the property in turn help the trees. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Cool. There's, you know, you can't hurt anything with with probiotics. You just make things better. Cool. Well, I'll get online a little later on, later on today and see about getting some of it into my hands. And I'm going to start. I, could do you think I can make like a tea out of it too and spray it? Absolutely. You can extend the use of it. 
Did you molasses. hear? Have you heard anything about mm -hmm. uh, a sprayer killing the microbes if the sprayer compresses it? Do you have you heard anything about that? Uh, what was that again? Because I didn't quite understand. I, I read somewhere that if you use a sprayer, which is like 800 pounds psi sprayer, to spray things with it, that it would kill the microbes. I don't think so. They're pretty. They're pretty small. Uh, That's I've what I thought so too. I wasn't sure what he was talking mm -hmm. about. You know. No, I don't think so. Not that. Not okay, because I go. I got worried. I go. Gee, then how do you spray anything if you, right? Because. It, 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 you, the I still smell it, and I still test it afterwards. So it must be the sprayer itself, because there are some prayer, you know, the compressors. Other ones have different types of way to pump it through. Only thing I can think of, yeah, right? No, no, I think it'd be just fine. Absolutely, I've never heard of well, that. I think, I think they're. Well, listen, these are, they're thank you for being on my show. As soon as I oh, get a copy of the you. show, it, it's going to go up on the podcast. You get the podcast, don't you? Yes, I do. I love them. Well, then, you know, you can download it, and if you want to upload it to your station or any other way to for people to listen to it again on your end, please feel free to do so. Well, thank you. <laughs> right? And it's I'm, always I'm, fun being with you, this, Andy. You know, I'm, you're it, such it a, really you're is. definitely one of and, my and, heroes, and so and I'm that so offer, grateful for everything listen, that, that you offer, do. That offer for you to marry me still stands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm still thinking about it. All right. Take care now. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody. So this is uh, Andy Lopez. You're listening to the Invisible Garden. I think we have a little bit of uh, time left before um, we go. 30 seconds. You don't even have enough time to put this here song up. Oh, my God. I can't stand the, the pressure. Oh, the pressure, the pressure. Bye. Thank you for listening to Don't Panic, It's Organic. See you next Saturday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.